Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is The Travel Word. Before we start off this episode about amazing airports across the states, we have a brief and important message. So our sponsor for today is Podscribe. So Podscribe makes it super easy to transcribe any of your podcast episodes. So this is helpful because if you just want to read the episode or you're hard of hearing, you simply go on Podscribe and read the episode. The easiest way to find find our official Podscribe page is to go on our official website, thetravelbrospodcast.com. And under the sidebar widgets, uh, there's a link to the Travel Bros official Podscribe page. Podscribe can also embed the transcript on your website. If you have a podcast or you'd like to start one, we would highly encourage you to use Podscribe. So this is very important. If you say that you came from the Travel Bros and sign on for a year, you will receive your entire backlog transcribed. So please don't miss out on this once in a lifetime deal. And for our sake, please just tell them you came from the Travel Bros. You can check out Podscribe's website simply by typing podscribe.ai. Thanks, Podscribe, for making our transcripts possible. So before we start off the fun fact for today's episode, which is the best airports across the states, Aaron and I have an announcement. So you guys who listen to our podcast episodes every time we upload might have wondered why we didn't make a podcast this weekend or the weekend before. So the weekend before, which was a week ago from a couple days ago, we were actually pretty busy, so we couldn't do it. But we're like, it's fine. We could just make one next weekend. Well, we didn't mess up, but something happened. Uh, someone else messed up our RSS feed, which is something that is a big necessity for a podcast. So we're not going to go into too much detail about what happened, but pretty much our podcast was in a big pickle and we ended up fixing it. So now we're good. And we're also not going to be able to make an episode next Wednesday because we're going to be out of town don't worry, social distant and everything. But we look forward to starting off our podcast episodes as normal in a week and a half. So very soon. So the fun fact, the Denver airport is the largest airport in the entire USA by size. So even though it's the biggest in the US, it's actually the fifth busiest in the continent. I have been to this airport many times and I've always found it so fascinating how amazing it is, even with their train system. So many airport have airports have like train systems but by far in my opinion that the Denver one is the coolest. I honestly had no idea before we did all this research that the Denver airport was the largest airport in the entire United States or that even it was the fifth busiest airport in the entire continent and I would have thought the biggest airport in the U.S. would have been maybe the Chicago O'Hare airport or the Newark, New Jersey airport. And both of those we're going to be talking about later in the episode. But I had no idea it was the Denver airport, which really surprised me when we were doing this research. David, did you know that? Or how did you have to research that before you actually found out this information? Well, the thing is I knew the Denver full, I had no idea that it was, uh, what's it called? The fifth busiest in the continent. I knew it was huge, but I did not know it's the biggest in the US, which I thought was crazy. I just think that's really cool, especially because I've been there a lot and a big renovation was happening. So our first state that we're going to be talking about officially is New York. Um, Our first airport that we are going to be talking about in New York is JFK Airport. So over 70 different airlines operate um, direct flights from JFK to all six inhabited continents. Something else that I think is crazy about this airport is that there's a whole section devoted to animals and it's called ARC. Now ARC is one of a kind and it's a really beautiful area that can handle most animals for any airline. So it doesn't matter what airline you're going on and I just think that's really cool. 
So the second really cool airport in New York is LaGuardia. Now, I actually wouldn't say this airport's cool or pretty, but it's definitely getting there. Now, you might be wondering, why are you just talking about an average airport that's so boring? Well, LaGuardia is just an average airport, and it's really nothing special about it. However, it's getting a huge renovation that's actually started already, and it's going to turn this just okay average airport into a beauty. I have been to parts of this airport that have not been renovated and that have, and there's a huge, huge difference. I think it's awesome that New York is doing this. I think it's amazing. I've even heard, don't quote me, but I've heard that it's actually in the billions, which is an insane amount. And I just think it's amazing that New York is actually spending money to renovate one of the most important parts of their entire state, which is a super busy airport. What do you think? I completely agree, and I think especially it's very important to keep your airports in a state well-maintained because keep in mind that these airports have to bring in many tourists yearly, and it's very important that they keep gaining revenue, and they can just take that revenue and put it right back into these government buildings or anything else, even a private airport they can put it back into. So it's very important that your airport looks good and that people are going to want to go there. So I also didn't know that it was going to be in the billions before we did this research. And don't quote us on this because we heard it's a very high price, almost in the billions or even in the billions. And I think it's also awesome how they're putting this much money into the airport. And I've actually been to LaGuardia as well. Okay, stop, stop right where you are. Um, I think it's, I, I just looked this up, but this is crazy that I actually had to just interrupt you, which I hate doing. $8 billion, Aaron. It's an Whoa. $8 billion redevelopment of LaGuardia Airport. Oh my gosh, $8 billion. Okay, continue where you were, but that, that was crazy. $8 billion, wow. Well, okay, that is actually a lot more than I thought. At most, I thought it was maybe $1 billion, which is still a ton for a renovation. But yeah, it's very important that they continue to renovate these airports because as I said before, it gains a lot of revenue for these states and even the country in general. Yeah. So moving on to Colorado, as we said earlier, it has the largest airport in the USA, but it has so much more to offer than just that. The Denver the Denver airport has such a large air is such a large area with many restaurants, cafes, and shops. Most of the restaurants and cafes are in the second story, but the shops are generally on the first story. Not only does this airport have shops, but it also has a super relaxing spa. The spa is a great way to calm down if you ever have anxiety before a flight. Even though Denver has the largest airport, Colorado Springs Airport is ranked even a better airport than the Denver one. So this airport is known for being very modern, clean, and well-maintained. And as we said earlier, it's very important to have a well-maintained airport. At this airport, you can visit a variety of restaurants and shops as well. Both these airports mentioned have amazing views where you can see the mountains. So David, do you think it's important that these airports have to be well-maintained, as we said before, or do you think more an older approach is better in these types of situations? You know, that's a good question. I think that all airports should be kind of new and modern. I think that's pretty important for airports. But I think it's also really cool, as you said, that Denver Airport, I, as I knew, I actually said at first, as you know, that it's the biggest in the U.S. And I did not know that the, what did you say? Was it the Colorado Springs? Is that, yeah, the Colorado Springs mm -hmm. Airport's ranked the best in Colorado. 
I found that really cool. I've never been to that airport, but I'm sure if it's ranked the best in the entire state, that it's really cool. And guys, this is just a reminder that, for example, there's some really cool uh, airports in Texas and a lot of other states, but in each episode, we're mentioning different states. So even if there's cooler airports in different states, we're only mentioning certain states in each episode. Mm-hmm. But I think that is really, really cool. So the third state that we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode is Illinois. Now, what other airport to mention than Chicago O'Hare? This is the sixth busiest airport in the world. Over 77.9 million people travel through this airport annually. So something else that this amazing airport is known for is actually yoga. That's right. Even yogis are welcome in this airport. They have a whole yoga room to do yoga and while you're in here. So even if you're like stressed out for a flight or whatever you said earlier, Aaron, you can do that like the spa in Denver, except mm-hmm. for yoga and O'Hare, which That's I think awesome. is really cool. What do you think? Yeah, I honestly, I've never heard about yoga in an airport before, but I guess that's really, really cool how the Chicago airport, the O'Hare airport can have something that interesting. And I think that's one of the main reasons they probably have so many people flying in from all around the world. And they have, what'd you say, the sixth busiest airport in the yeah, entire world? Yeah, six, I believe it was, let me check right now. Uh, sixth busiest in the world, yes. Yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, I think a yoga type of studio is definitely something that could attract people for a layover in the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Yeah, so the second airport that we're going to be talking about in Illinois is also in Chicago because Chicago is just a really big, pretty city. And this is Chicago Midway Airport. So although it's not as big as O'Hare, Midway was originally named Chicago Air Park and was primarily used for mail services. Now, I don't know how true this is, but actually they claimed, I'm sure it's true if it was on Wikipedia, they claimed to be the world's busiest airport and they held that title until 1960. I believe that is true. And since the airport was built, they have expanded so much and now it's a lot bigger. And Chicago certainly has two very cool and busy airports, O'Hare and Chicago Midway, both great options if you're flying into Chicago. Yeah, David, what you said, I mean, it's really interesting to me how they could have had until 1960 the busiest airport. But in your opinion, have you, I mean, I haven't been to either airport in Chicago, but if you had to choose, because I know you've been to Chicago a few times, which one is your favorite? Yeah, you know, I, just so y'all know, we always say I've been to this, it's because we have a lot of family, our family too, so I have family in Chicago, so I have been to both of these airports. Well, Aaron, that's a really good question. O'Hare is bigger and, you know, more busy, but Midway is actually closer to where our family lives. So we've, we've flown out of Midway and Southwest, I believe, I believe flies out of Midway more. So I've flown mm-hmm. out of Midway to go on Southwest, but O'Hare's a lot busier. So it's really up to you. I actually prefer Midway because it's faster and easier. Right. So even though we've talked about the largest airport in the United States, I thought it would only be fair if I mentioned one of the smallest in the USA as well. So the Salem Airport located in Oregon is a famously famously old one, and it is one of the smallest airports in the U.S., Really? It is very, yes, it is actually tiny. You can look it up. I didn't memorize the exact square footage, but it is one of the smallest ones in the entire, across the states. So it is very rare of a plane as large as a Boeing 777 to leave this tiny place since it, since it is such a small airport. They also have many private jets that leave from this area. A much larger, 
arguably better airport in Oregon is the Portland International Airport. This airport has a very unique design, contrary to most others. The outside of this airport is mostly made of glass to give travelers a great and exciting experience while there. This airport is also very spacious and does not have large crowds most of the time. So David, I know a large thing about people who don't like airports, they don't like the crowds. And for you, David, would you rather have a modern airport that has a lot of crowds or would you rather have an old one that has like less crowds, but you know, it's a lot less modern and it's kind of aged and all of that kind of stuff. So which one would you rather have? Honestly, and I'd rather have the old one with no crowds because the crowds are the worst thing, especially with coronavirus. But even before, the crowds are just the worst thing. It just makes everything so much worse. So, I mean, what would you rather have? I would rather have old with no crowds. See, I kind of have a different opinion on this one because I'm a huge fan of modern things and I'm a huge germaphobe as well. And so I really like clean, shiny things. And so it's very important to me to be in, you know, that kind of airport. I really like those designs where they have a lot of glass around and those kind of tiles and all of that. So to me, it's really important to have that regardless of a crowd or not. And it doesn't really matter to me of whether it's busy or not. I just like more modern. You know, I, I think modern airport is really important, but I do. Per- I think the crowd, I, I mean, as a germaphobe, I'm surprised you don't think the crowd is a big deal. Well, no, not really, because generally, you know, now I would definitely think it's a big deal because of what's happening in the world. But before coronavirus, it didn't really bother me that much because generally they keep the newer, nicer airports, you know, they generally keep them clean, uh, as clean as they can possibly be. And so I'm not too worried about getting sick at an airport or getting any gross germs that comes from there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we could talk about the, that the entire episode, but we actually do have to move on to Utah. So Utah airports are pretty cool. So the first airport in Utah we're going to be talking about is the Salt Lake City Airport. This is a gigantic hub for Delta. And believe it or not, about all 70%, 70% guys, of flights from this airport are actually Delta flights. Now, um, this airport has received many awards for excellent and ice and snow removal. So even though this doesn't really seem like such a big deal, it's pretty cool. I mean, they got awards for ice and snow removal, which is really important if you're going in the winter or spring. There's also 10 major ski resorts within just an hour drive from the Salt Lake City Airport, which I think is really, really cool. So the second airport in Utah that we're going to talk about is the St. George Regional Airport. So this is a small city-owned airport just southeast of St. George, Utah. Now, there's many small regional airports in the mountains, such as this one in Colorado, and I'm sure there's more in Utah. But even though this airport is small, I chose it because it just has so much charm. If you look up this airport, you'll know what I mean. It's small, but the area around it almost can't be beat. And this, this is a pretty nice airport. It's just so pretty, and it has so much charm to it. Aaron, if you had to go to one of the Utah airports, even either a huge hub or a small airport with a lot of charm and that's pretty, which one would you choose? As I said before, I don't really mind crowds or anything like that as long as it's on the more modern, newer side. And so I've actually, I haven't been to the second airport you mentioned, but I have been to the Salt Lake City Airport and I am a huge fan of it. 
it's honestly awesome. And I remember going there and you go eat at their main restaurant and at their main restaurant, you could look out and they have this huge window and you can see all the mountains around you. And I just really like that. It relaxes me, especially, I, I don't generally, I'm not one of those people who has anxiety before flights, but for somebody who does, it would be really relaxing just to look out that window and see all the beautiful mountains around you with snow. And it's honestly a really nice sight to see. So to answer your question, David, I would rather go to the Salt Lake City Airport. Which one would you choose? I don't know. I've never, I actually, I might've been to the Salt Lake City Airport when we skied in Deer Valley, but that was years ago. So I actually don't remember. And of course, I've never been to the St. George Regional Airport because that's pretty small, but I don't know, Aaron. I, I would have to revisit the Salt Lake City Airport and uh, look more into the St. George one to answer. But I know mm-hmm. that you've been there more recently than I have. Yeah. So New Jersey is a very small state, but it has a few great airports. My personal favorite is the Newark Airport. The Newark Airport is a very large and oftentimes crowded place. The transportation coming from this airport is fantastic because of all their trains, buses, and even subways. Most of the time when I go to New York, we fly into Newark Airport first because it is such a nice airport and they have so many activities that will keep you entertained. If you are going to New Jersey in like a small airport with less crowds, Trenton Airport is the place for you. This is a fairly old airport that has not too much to offer, but it still has a couple of restaurants, but overall your shopping options are limited. This would be a very nice and quiet and relaxing place for, you know, those, again, how I said before in the episode, if you have anxiety, the smaller airports generally can keep you calm, whereas a lot of people become stressed when there's big crowds. So, David, I have a question. I know what you don't have flight anxiety, even you've at flown all. small at planes. All. Yeah. Yes, at all. Mm-hmm. But if you were one of those people who did have flight anxiety, would you rather be going to one of those super large airports or one of those smaller ones with less people? I prefer, I love Newark, but I don't know. Again, I mean, I would have to see both of them, but they both uh, look really, really cool, both the airports you mentioned. Something else that struck me that you said about the Newark airport, Aaron, is that they even have subways. That's what I actually was referring to about the Denver airport. Denver Airport has amazing subways and like transportation within their airport because it's so big because it's the biggest mm-hmm. one in the U.S. Um, what else was out? In, was that? Oh yeah, Aaron. I actually, as you know, but the people listening don't. This episode is particularly interesting to me because I actually fly small planes. It's a Cessna one seventy two, so very small, but it's really cool. Uh, airports really interest me. Yeah. So David, I have a question about like when you fly those very small planes. So how long can they generally last compared to, you know, commercial flights? Are you talking about with the gasoline? Uh Uh-huh. So we live in Houston, Texas, and I'm sure most of y'all would know. I'm sure with one gas charge, because keep in mind, y'all can go, you can go like refill gas as much as you want and go as far as possible. But with one gas, you could probably go from Houston to New Orleans, which is about I would say about a six hour drive. So it's pretty good. I mean, you could go from here to Dallas. So that's, yeah. Yeah. You probably go in total like six hour drive. So it's wow. pretty far, pretty far actually. And in comparison to driving, how fast does it go? Oh, it goes a lot faster. So the average driving speed, maybe on a highway 60, even maybe in really busy parts, 70, 
but I could go maximum speeds like 170. The cruising speed, I average probably go around 125 miles per hour. So there's no comparison. It is a lot faster and it's also a lot faster than commercial planes. Wow. And so David, I have one more question before we finish off this episode and it's about your private flying as we've just been talking about. And so hopefully in the future, what do you hope to do with you? Like your flying license, you hope to get a license or like yes. something like that? Yeah. So when I'm an adult, like with commercial pilots, I have no idea what I want to do. I don't know if I want to be like a commercial pilot or whatever, but what I do know is when I turn 17, which actually is not too far from now, only like two years, actually two years from tomorrow, I I will uh, get my private pilot's license. So I'll be able to fly with you, Aaron, and I'll be able to fly with anyone, just anywhere you want, pretty much. Well, that would be awesome. But for y'all listening out here, this is the Travel Bros. Stay safe.